You're listening to the Annuity Agents Podcast with Bill Broach and Anthony Owen, co-founders of Safe Money Radio Marketing and regular contributors to ThinkAdvisor and other industry publications. Bill is a $100 plus million annuity producer, co-founder of Annuity.com, and an internet branding and reputation expert. Anthony has helped agents and advisors across the country achieve annuity production premiums in excess of $20 million per year and is president of Annuity Agents Alliance and Annuity Innovation Systems. Each week, Bill and Anthony update you on the annuity business with marketing, sales process, and case design strategies based on actual practice, not theory. Notes for this week's podcast can be found at annuityagentsalliance.com. This podcast is for licensed financial professional use only. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for being on our podcast. We've got a terrific guest today I want, I'll get to, but uh, just, just before I do, I wanted to say uh, uh, some of you may have known about our new program that's in beta called Syndicated Columnist, and we have uh, nine agents uh, testing that right now, and uh, uh, one of Lyle Boss's articles uh, was picked up, and I actually were able, was uh, by uh, Google for Google Alerts and be posted by Google. That's about as big as it gets. And I put his link uh, uh, on the notes. And then this morning, amazingly, another one. So Steve Kirby, who's on the call right now, his uh, one of his articles was picked up. So good quality, high-quality writing, uh, uh, very timing stuff, important stuff, being picked up by uh, the biggest search engine in the world and reposted. So congratulations to Lyle and Steve. And this, is a, uh, this is really a great way to to really bump up your uh, credentials. So as we move along and start to bring it out of beta, we'll we'll explain more about it. There's quite a snowstorm in Texas as we all watched and the power grids and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I had to have to tell you, I had a great sense of pride with uh, Chad Owen, who was uh, out there in his truck uh, pulling everybody out. And I thought it was just terrific. And he spent... Uh, a week or so driving up and down the freeways and areas of uh, of Austin and helping, and that was really a wonderful, wonderful deal. And uh, uh, so, anyway, I thought hats off and kudos to him for doing, and for everybody else that's involved in this stuff. It's just uh, <clears throat> Chad was easy to see us on Facebook and all the stuff he was doing. So, but you know, I'm going to tie Chad into uh, what I really wanted to talk about for a minute before our guest comes on. And that has to do with how people look at retirement, even though Chad has out doing all this stuff and, and running a very successful and, and huge uh, agency in the business. So he still thinks about the same things all of us do. And so when you think about what's the important thing about retirement, it really boils down into four things, and that's uh, what lifestyle you want you want to have or continue, how how about longevity, not only how long will you live, but how long will your money live, liquidity, and legacy. In other words, when you're all finished, 
here on this planet, what what is left over, if there is anything left over, and who do, do you want to go to? So my little way of what I explain it all the time was called the longer you live, the longer you live, and I've had that on open mic many, many times. But you look at these four things, you think about our products. Obviously, with annuities, we can guarantee longevity and we can guarantee lifestyle. In other words, there's no worry about the 4% rule. There's no worry about running out of money if you use these products. Uh, the amount of annuity you have, of course, is how much money income you have is, is how you start with. And remember, it's much more in retirement. To not have a pile of money, it's much more important in retirement to have a monthly income, an income stream that you can spend your last dollar on the last day because it comes again against the uh, uh, the next next month. So <clears throat> there's a couple of examples up here about fears and about children and fears. They're on the notes if you want to read through them. But I thought it was interesting, the three most important fears that senior adults have uh, the, uh, as complied by the AMA, and that was fear of being alone and forgotten. In other words, not... Uh, no one knows who you are, and you've just drifted away. That's that's a sad one. The second one I think is very pertinent because I've seen it a lot in in my clients and who I deal with as they age, and that's no longer feeling relevant. In other words, no one really cares what you think. No one really cares what you say. You're no longer relevant. But the number one, of course, running out of money, having your money die before you do is the biggest concern and worry about that. And all that brings up is stress. So if you look at what annuities provide with longevity and uh, uh, they and income, they can produce all sorts of ways of helping reduce your stress levels. Uh, if you're looking for liquidity, bank products probably a better choice. And then there's a mortality secret, and I've talked a bit about this on uh, Open Mic. Let me get through this quick, and I'll get our guests on. As you know, on the mortality table, it increases 3% per year. So a good way of explaining that. If you have enough money to generate a thousand dollars a month right now, the, if you wait one more year, that exact same amount of deposit will will provide one thousand thirty dollars. It's a three percent increase, and those three percent increases go on out through it. And the reason why is because it's not based on how much money you have, it's, or the or the interest rates. It's based on the mortality table. So it's a great way of explaining that. One of these days on. On our podcast, I'll explain it more in depth and depth and how to use that with uh, within a sales situation. But remember, uh, as we get older, uh, we get older. We keep going because if your life expectancy is 75, when you get to 75, are you dead? No. Now your life expectancy is set out further in the future, so it's based on life expectancy. Anyway, so on and so forth. And, and there's a little thing answer to a question about Series E savings bonds. You can read it, and it's on there. But now I, I'd like to introduce our guest. And uh, Dave Mello, are you there? I am. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for being on. A little background of Dave. Uh, uh, he's part of uh, all part of all our organization. We all work together. He's a uh, has his own radio show. He's an invited author on annuity.com, and he has uh, written for the national platform Think Advisor. And uh, just recently, he has joined our our beta test and our beta organization called Syndicated Columnist. Uh, Dave is in two newspapers in the Reno area, and extremely close 
to uh, should know any day to landing uh, the biggest newspaper in northern Nevada. And uh, so that's uh, that's just great stuff. He also created a, a tremendous idea about gifting and how to tie it into and how to build a completely separate business in it. And he just recently got appointed, and it's officially going to be announced in a month or two, that he is going to be in charge of gifting and uh, with the, the, I can't say the name, but it's the largest um, uh, medical facility, I think is facility at Word Day in northern Nevada. So he knows what he's talking about. I I get all sorts of uh, of things from agents all the time. But truly, Dave, I think this is brilliant, and uh, I just love it. So welcome, welcome, welcome. And uh, why don't you start out and maybe just give us a little tiny bit of background. Can we maybe catch everybody up to in the concepts that you're using and, and that sort of stuff? Sure. Um be happy to do that. Uh, you had asked me to share a little bit about my background and experience. Yep. I I had owned six optical dispensaries for over 20 years and I had optometrists work with me. Then I would eventually sell the each optometrist. And in in the year 2000, I retired at the age of 42 and my stockbroker lost a substantial amount of money. And so because of that, I decided to look for safe options for me to invest in. And 20 years later, gosh, I've got uh, over 700 clients and $120 million of clients' money in safe money products. Uh, wow. So it, um, with that said, um, let's go to your next question. <laughs> Tell us about your gift. Uh, explain the gifting. You can give us a, a, a you know, a five five thousand foot overview of how uh, how how you're using this. Yes. What what I decided to do when when our seminars weren't working as well and the radio slowed down for a period of time. I needed to reinvent myself, and I think all of us in this business reinvent ourselves multiple times. And what I found is when I was working with my high-wealth clients, we were creating charitable annuities um, that are called CLATs, and, and some were with life insurance that are, in, that are in eyelets and some aren't, and we were creating these investment strategies for charities. And what we found is if we set it up correctly, we were able, let's say that the donor gave $2 million to a hospital, to a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. That donor was able to get as much as a $1.6 million tax write-off over a six-year period. And mm -hmm. they loved doing that because that, their net out-of-pocket was only 400000 and so exactly. as I learned this, and then I would talk with the charities as I was meeting with them uh, for my clients, I found the charities had a great interest in this, so I developed this plan. Uh -huh. So so tell us exactly, just in a quick summary, how does it work? How, how do you... How do you uh... How do you work with them? How's the gift made? What what revenue? How do you generate revenue for yourself? How do you handle the estate? That sort of thing. Okay. I have an estate attorney in my office, which is a very close friend. He's been with me for six years now. He's still independent, but we work very closely together. So let's say that the hospital or uh, 
It could be SBCA, any of the large organizations bring a donor to me. We sit down and do a comprehensive review free of charge. We do it in their office, not in our office. We want okay. the nonprofit to have full control with their donor. So we do it in their office, then we find where we can create tax incentives for them for whether while they're alive or after death um, to save on their estate taxes. And so we create a variety of irrevocable trusts, and in many times myself or the attorney end up being the trustee for the irrevocable trust. The hospital pays the attorney for the trusts that are written and the estate planning mm -hmm. that the attorney does. I'm paid by the products that go within those trusts whether it's an indexed annuity, a life insurance product, and so that's how I'm paid. Is there any is there pushback to from your the donors that you're using life insurance or are you using a fixed index annuity? I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, we have one scenario where if someone's worth twenty million dollars, we can take two million dollars and collateralize it and buy life insurance, and also. Um, have an indexed annuity. So it's in two separate trusts. One's an ILIT and the other one's a charitable annuity trust. And then the charitable annuity trust is paying the premiums on the life insurance. Okay. And so when that donor dies, the, the donor has a large amount of death benefit that goes to the charity. They also have a large amount that may be structured to go to their siblings. And okay. or reduce their estate tax. Mm -hmm. And when you uh, when you meet these people, you you uh, for your elder planning and market asset specialist. Did I say that? Is that is that what you call yourself? Is that how you you brand yourself as an elder planner? Uh, how do you or do you sell, tell people you're an insurance salesman? How how do you go about doing that? What's your image? Um, I, I share that I'm a wealth strategist because our objective is to create wealth, and so I, I use the term wealth strategist. Now, I've okay. with my 700 clients, their medium age is 73, 74 years of age. So over the years, I've basically coined the term uh, mature asset specialist because of the okay. age group of my clients. Okay. And then uh, this hospital that you recently, uh, you're close to a deal on that. When you roll that out, how how are you going to get in front of their their potential donors? I mean, is the is the hospital doing that, or are you using a list? And are you doing it? How are you marketing to this this group? Well, they gave me a list of 89 current donors that live in the northern Nevada area, and their net worth is six billion dollars. So what they're <laughs> What they're doing wow. is their board directors, the, the, the development team of the, of the hospital, they want a couple of their board directors to participate and, and go through what we provide in the estate planning uh, okay. because they give substantial donations. However, what, what the hospital is going to do is they'll pay for wine and cheese meetings. It will be about eight, nine, ten people most. Uh, it will be a 30-minute seminar and then questions, and then we'll set up appointments for at the hospital, at the foundation okay. board. Okay. But the board will bring the first – it will be their friends 
that they'll bring to start with. Then from there, mm-hmm. the foundation development team will put on the will will arrange the seminars, and they will bring their donors. So they'll select their and donors to bring. They'll select it, yeah. And is uh, uh, do you think most people that they bring are receptive to at least learning that because their friends are inviting them, or are they all depending on you making the message, sending the message? Well, I, I think the hospital's objective is when we get a couple of the foundation members to participate, maybe a handful of doctors, mm-hmm. they feel it will just steamroll from there. I've done this mm-hmm. with the university in the past, so it's not a new concept. I've done it with uh, the athletic department and on the academic side, and it's been very successful. We we rolled it out in a smaller model, but with the hospital, because of the wealth that we have in our community and the donors they have, they want to show the donors how they can donate and receive the best tax-efficient advice they can receive. Mm-hmm. Is there any issue with the the charity or paying the attorney or paying for the cost of that? Is that just uh, how, how did you finesse that deal? Well, I just I just found that donors aren't receptive if they have to come out of pocket to change their estate plan. So, in speaking with the head of the foundation and the development side, he agreed, and he's from one of the largest hospital organizations in the Bay Area. And he agreed, and he felt that they would come up with a budget that would go to the attorney. And the attorney isn't charging any more. But if the only way they'll pay is if the donor includes them in their philanthropy. Okay. Okay. So you're using – the vehicles you're using inside these trusts – our uh, our life insurance and you're using an islet trust for that I assume are are these yes. irrevocable trusts are you using a charitable remainder trust uh, how, uh, how what exact trust are you t- are you doing trusts that have that pay income back to the donor uh, we the, do Ma- matter of fact mm-hmm. a, a charitable we use charitable remainder trust we also use uh, an annuity trust which is called a CLAT and. We just completed one where the donor gave $2 million, and he's retired now, and he's in his 70s. He's going to receive 5% on that money until his death, Mm -hmm. and then the the remaining balance goes to the Mm -hmm. nonprofit. Yeah. Now, the advantage of him receiving that income is tax-free to him. Well, that's a change. I've done a couple of those through uh, University of Washington Dental School. I've kind of dumbed into a couple of cases and, and did two or three of them. And, and the payout, uh, the calculation was, uh, the, I remember the rule was between whatever prime interest rate was and common sense. And it was abused quite often by people taking too much interest out of it. So 5% is certainly reasonable and so within it. So you aren't getting an IRS issue on this, I assume? No. Matter of fact, the IRS has a ruling on this, and they declare what the interest rate can be above prime. And so we can't go above that. So in the zero interest rate time frame now, it's a little bit below 5%, but that one that we did was at 5%. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, 
step through this thing just a little bit more. So you 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 meet with the prospective donor. You you meet in the hospital. Does the your attorney come for that meeting, or you do an exploratory first? I, no, the attorney doesn't come. It would be just as if you're seeing a new client in your office. They need to bring their trust, all of their financial statements. We create a laundry list of everything that they have. We find out how they want their money dispersed to one or more nonprofits. We mm-hmm. we find out how the money wants to be dispersed to their kids, grandkids, sure. et cetera. And in every family, you know, there's one kid that's a saver and a kid that's a spender. So we usually create restrictions on the money going to the the sibling that um, spends their money faster than they get it. So we mm-hmm. we then I take everything and I go back to the office and I've got another advisor in my office, Kurt, and then the attorney, sure. Kevin, and we sit down and we put together a game plan. Uh, a menu of two or three different things that we feel will work for them, and then we meet all together with the client, prospective client, and then we lay it out and let them pick which one they want to go with. Mm-hmm. You know, rich guys come with advisors in tow. How are you dealing with their already in place advisors and their, the CPA that they that have they've relied on for all this time? Do you get them into the mix quick? Or do you keep trying to keep them apart? We don't get them in the mix because we're not rolling all their assets under us. We're only rolling the percentage of assets that may be the life insurance premium or a set amount that goes into the charitable remainder trust or to the CLAT trust. So it, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem to be a problem. We have spoken with accountants, and we've not had any negative feedback. Um so for us, it hasn't been an issue because we're not trying to compete with their advisor. We're bringing something new that their advisor isn't aware of. And so we're taking a very small amount of their total assets. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, right now, under the past administration, the estate tax lab, uh, uh, liability is <laughs> – the uh, pass-through is the exemption is pretty high, 11.7 million right in that range. What do you see that's going to happen, and will that affect how you how you handle your wealthier clients? Well, actually, the hospital in this scenario has, has been excited with Joe Biden in office because his administration wants to lower it to 3.6 million. So mm-hmm. that gives an urgency for the donor to want to um, come learn how to save mm-hmm. on estate taxes. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so you do the confirmation service, uh, estate planning services. I assume uh, confidentiality is really vital on this thing. The legal documentation, who pays for that? Does the hospital pay for that? The hospital pays for it. And for all I have a written agreement with the hospital that I'm not allowed to tell them what that donor is doing for the hospital or other charities other than, yes, the hospital's included or no, they're not. If the, ho- do they, if the hospital's do they, not included in the estate plan, uh, then the hospital doesn't pay the bill. Do they, uh, okay, do they require you to sign a non-disclosure agreement? 
Uh, we created our own non-disclosure. Um, okay. You know, having an attorney in the office, it, I, I find it easier to create our own because um, mm-hmm. when you start getting their legal teams involved, everything gets delayed. So we have it ready. There's there's no delay. And it gets expensive if you have to wait for all that nonsense too. It but does. You have two. You, you have two really good, great graphs, and uh, for those on the call, I, I, I'm, this article is going to be his article is going to be published on Think Advisor, and it was very, very well received by Think Advisor, and they actually have asked for some follow-up uh, articles for it, which I haven't mentioned to you yet, Dave. But these articles, the, there's easy to understand graphs. I asked Dave the source of them; he made them himself. They're really quite simple, uh, simple and easy to understand, and they're very, uh, they're very thought-provoking. And so I thought they were, it was just really a, really a terrific deal. One of the things you mentioned in here was something that I did not know was called a charitable lead trust calculator. Can you share with us what is that? Most large nonprofits have that calculator on their website, and the objective is is when a prospective donor is interested in donating, their first question is, what's my tax deduction? Um, So if they go to the website, they can calculate what their deduction would be based on their their tax rate. And it's very provoking. And from there, they end up inquiring. So it's, it's a general calculator that most nonprofits have. Um, I've actually copied it from the the Wharton School of Business. They have it on their website, and okay, I got permission to take it um, mm-hmm. and just use it because it's everyone has access to that type of calculator. That's a nonprofit. Okay. Well, uh, I think what you're doing is just phenomenal. I, it's what's really phenomenal. You see these things like this designed a lot. I've seen tons of them over the years, but generally they're done by somebody trying to sell a system or some home office guy or some situation that there aren't real people in the field. And what's beautiful about this is you're in the field and you're doing it. And I know your sales numbers. Hey, listen, everybody on the call, this is a big producer we're talking to. And uh, I think it's very clever, clever how you, how you do it and hats off the one last question. So let's say someone on the call has got a situation that uh, would fit into this. Uh, do you do joint work or will you do joint work to help someone else who's interested in getting started? In this? I will do joint work. Um, I've actually, I'm working with a couple of agents right now. Um, my objective is they'll learn our process as we're doing it. And so I just split commissions with them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, everybody on the call, that's the bargain bargain of the of the lifetime. Grab that as you can. So, anyway, Dave. Hey, thanks a million, and congratulations on your new authorships, and congratulations on landing a big fish with your hospital. And it's uh, it's going to be a win win for you and and them both. And it's just a terrific idea. And uh, I appreciate it very 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 much. So. Thanks, thanks very much for being on Open Mic and uh, and and our podcast. And when uh, when I find out some more about uh, the newspapers, I'll, I'll give you a call. I appreciate it, and Bill. I appreciate everything you do for us in our office. Thank you very much okay. for all your hard work. All right, all right. Talk to you soon. Thanks, and Dave.
Finish up under uh, uh, if you go have to be on the notes under in, industry news. If you scroll down, I thought the uh, this uh, is a coming up March 18th on uh, uh, it's called Game Changing Alliances, and uh, this is kind of interesting because that's kind of what Dave Mello has done. He's changed his relationships and his alliances and working in the higher net worth people with uh, with his attorneys and stuff. Anyway, it should, if you're having me around on March 18th, I think it's well worth it, well doing. <laughs> if you fall under uh, Cheryl Moore, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a Bermuda Triangle talks about uh, why why all these reinsurance companies are there and why they're moving offshore and so on. So it's good background, good background stuff. And uh, talks about a little bit more down in bigger red print. Should your life insurance be an irrevocable trust? There's a, that's a really good piece of information to know. But on down through here, there is one written in giant red print I did for you. Senator Warren's wealth tax plan is nuts. Written by Jane Bryant Quinn. <coughs> Excuse me. Um who thinks this stuff up? I mean, who? how could anybody even think this would even go anywhere? Anyway, I urge all of you to open that link and, and read Jane Bryan Quint's article about it. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican. The, the, the guys that made a ton of money, you know, they made it. They, they figured it out. They worked it there and there. And you get to that level of wealth that these people have, they give it away anyway, so they fund all sorts of terrible issues for the rest of their lives, and uh, to to reach out and tax the wealthy uh, at this level is just it's just silly. So anyway, I was aggra- aggravated in case you couldn't tell. Anyway, thanks everybody. David, Anthony, be back with us next week. David, you have anything else to add? No, no good though. <laughs> okay, everybody. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. Look forward to talking to you all again next week. And uh, if you have more questions, you can email me and I'll forward them on to Dave Mello. And a great, great source of information and a great idea. So talk to you all soon. Thanks, bye. Thanks for listening to the Annuity Agents Podcast with Bill Broach and Anthony Owen. Check back each week for a new episode. For more information on how Annuity Agents Alliance will help you build your annuity business, go to annuityagentsalliance.com or call 888-742-4368. If you like the show, please leave your rating and review on the podcast channel where you found the show. The information and opinions expressed here from third parties or guests are believed to be reliable, but the information cannot be verified or guaranteed by Annuity Agents Alliance. The opinions of guests do not necessarily represent the opinions of Annuity Agents Alliance or its partners. The prior information does not represent tax, legal, or investment advice and is for licensed financial professional use only.